everybody, and welcome to the Family Life Canada podcast. I'm Neil, and this is my wife, Cheryl. Together, we lead Family Life Canada. We do. And one of the best things about this podcast is that we have an excuse to call up people we've read and learned from, people we really admire, and ask if we can have a conversation. And they usually say yes. Yeah. It's kind of a, a it's kind of brilliant actually how this all works our guests today are two people um we've personally never met but have followed and tracked and learned from and been blessed by for years now um because we know them uh, primarily through their work through the marriage course from alpha and they are nikki and Silla Lee. and welcome 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 to you too thank you neil and charles so lovely to be with you yeah to today that's great. Now we're in Vancouver. You're it's morning here. It's almost dinner time where you are. Are you still in London? Are you, we are, are just you outside? outside London now. We live okay. just south of London. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, and, and we're gonna dive in to talk about the marriage course. Uh, but before we get there, could you just acquaint everybody who's listening a little bit about you and your story, mm-hmm. Mary. T- tell us about your family. Uh, just, just give us a broad, broad outline. Thanks. Okay. So Nikki and I met when we were teenagers, very young, fell in love, and um, basically started going out two weeks after we'd spent uh, kind of two weeks on holiday together with a big group of friends, and uh-huh. then we got married four years later, and that was forty-four years ago. And- <laughs> 44 and a half, to 40, be strictly yeah, accurate. Okay. <laughs> and um, we, actually, the interesting thing was that bef- when we first met, we did not have a personal faith. And then after we'd been going out about two years, we came to have a personal faith. We discovered Jesus at a mission at university, which was very um, wonderful. And it really kind of changed things a lot. And we learned a lot in our relationship. Um, but um, And then... Okay, we then, then got married. And- we got married in 1976, just uh, two weeks after we graduated from university. Uh, and there, and um, we've now got four children, uh, three of them married, and we have nine grandchildren. Oh, so my goodness. Lovely. Little idea of our family. Awesome. Well, we've been married 43 years, and we only have four grandchildren, but we sure do treasure those four. Oh, years. it's very hard. Our need to step it up a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's very, very special. And actually, yeah. we now live very close. One of the reasons we moved out of central London is in order to live 500 yards away from our daughter awesome. and son-in-law and three of our grandchildren, awesome. grandsons. Yeah, that's, that's rich for everyone. Yeah. That's fantastic. I did kind of smile when you said three of your kids are married. It's an interesting thing for those of us who, who try to uh, encourage marriage to observe our own children's marriages, isn't it? And uh, boy, bless, bless you and bless us as mm. we try to navigate that. We so, love watching that. So yeah. Cheryl and I started doing marriage ministry in a vocational full-time way in 2006. And uh, we came from different backgrounds, different careers. And we were asked to create this marriage ministry in a large church in California. And we grabbed the marriage course, one of the first things we did there. And for anybody listening, man, if you want to think of a, a usable, helpful, relevant tool, uh, you just want to do something for your community, um, your neighbors, your church, 
highly recommend mm -hmm. the marriage course. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but that's what we did. We grabbed a hold of this thing and we learned so much from running the course. Yeah. Well, we not just learned for our own marriage. We actually learned about how to do marriage yeah. ministry. Uh, you were coaching us and you didn't even know you were coaching us, but, um, one of the things that we loved about it was how deep you would take the couples uh, in the conversation. And our, our sense was that at the time, and this just might be my perspective, but that a lot of the marriage material out there was pretty light um, or really heavy theological. Right. Yeah. Like if you got marriage problems, study Ephesians 5 in the Greek and, you know, I don't know. It just... <laughs> Yeah, and you, took, and you took us in a really different direction. You and, and so tell us a little bit about what was in your heads when you, you you created the content, created the marriage course. Well, it it started with us really uh, back in 1985 when we I was ordained and we joined the staff at our church in London, HTB called Holy Trinity mm -hmm. Bond, HTB, and one of the things we were asked to do was to prepare the couples who were getting married at the church. And that was when we started to develop the pre-marriage course. So we started, actually, the, this is the longest running argument in our marriage. <laughs> I am absolutely convinced the first course we ran had uh, had five couples. Stella is absolutely convinced we had three couples. I know we had well, I know we had five. I know we had five. I just cannot find the list. My study is not organized enough to be able to pull out that list of all five couples. Anyway, it was a it was a, just a group of couples and we three were, or five. We we were talking about the things that have been really helpful for us. By then, um we'd been married for nine years and and uh we carried on doing this three times a year with couples getting married to our church. And pretty quickly, couples uh, started to talk to their friends about it. And we started to get more and more couples who were coming, many of whom weren't getting married at the church and many of whom weren't churchgoers at all. And we saw how, what a difference it was making. We saw how much they were enjoying it. And uh, I think it was when we got to 15 couples that uh, – we had to move out of our house because we didn't have 15 chairs. Actually, I think we had about 15 chairs, but with 15 couples, it meant that somebody had to sit on somebody's knee. Or on the they, floor <laughs> or whatever. And they yeah. swap over halfway. Uh, and it just grew and grew. And after we'd been doing that for uh, a number of years, we thought we really want to get these couples back uh, to talk a bit more about the realities of married life because – you know, you'll know what it's like. You have these engaged couples and they're all in love. And when you start talking about conflict, some of them are thinking conflict. We won't have conflict. We're in love. And then they start looking around at the other couples thinking maybe they need to hear about conflict. <laughs> yeah. But we know, like, you know, that a few years down the road, they all need to hear the stuff about conflict and forgiveness and how we communicate and all these things. Right. That was why we started the marriage course as a follow-up to the pre-marriage course. And mm. then in the same way, people started to talk to their friends about it, and it just grew. We, we thought we were just doing it for couples in London, close to us, and then it started to spread. And and the other interesting thing was that um, with the, the marriage course, once we started developing the marriage course, we, we felt we were aiming it at people in the first five years of their marriage. Mm. 
because we knew all the research shows those early years, the sort of marriage uh, preparation, pre-marriage, and then those early years is the key time for couples to invest in their relationship before Mm -hmm. they get into problems and then they don't get help and then it becomes a big mess. So we were really aiming at the first five years of marriage. And actually what amazed us was that even after the first time we'd run the marriage course, we then got couples who'd been married for 20 years. And um, and then some couples married even longer than us because back then we'd only been married 23 years or something. And um, No, no. That's just right. Around that. Around <laughs> that. But, but actually what we were hearing back from them was, no, this is really relevant for us. Everything here. And, and the key, I think, is what you mentioned. We kind of part of the design of the course, and this started right from the pre-marriage when we had it in our home, the emphasis was on getting the couple themselves to discuss these topics that we were raising. And that actually we realized very quickly was the most important part of both the pre-marriage and the marriage course. And of course, that meant that whether they'd been married six months or married five years or 25 years, they were able to actually make these principles that we were talking about, issues we were talking about, tools we were talking about, relevant for them and their situation. And I guess we suddenly saw and got, we're getting the feedback that this converse, these conversation times really were where the couple were discovering the issues and then more about each other. Yeah. So and that, powerful. And that's probably the primary thing we learned from you was just the value of those conversations and, and learning how to teach into them. So give them enough content and enough material, maybe even new language for them to be able to have conversations that they can't do on their own or haven't been able to have on their own. And you just had had such a great way of guiding them gently into really deep places, actually. Yeah. Um, so things, I'm curious to know. Oh, go ahead. One go of ahead. the things that's interesting for us is we get couples who have done the course, say, when they've been married for two years, and then they, they come back, say, five years later. Maybe they've got children by then or there's a new season in their marriage. And they do the course again, and they say to us, you have completely changed this course. We haven't changed it. They are having very different conversations now. So as Silla says, they tailor it to their own situation. Also, the other other thing we discovered, I mean, going back again to the sort of more in-depth thing, that, um, that because the discussion times were a finite time, so there was a very particular time, um, that gave a safety because it wasn't like suddenly you were opening up a conversation which was then going to go mm. on forever, oh, right. and, you know, and get out of hand. And that we mm. discovered was a was a safety thing for the couples. Yeah, private, totally private, just between the couple. Yes. Yeah, great design and a powerful learning technique, particularly for adult learners. Right, that that they would find their way towards truth and uh, I, I, this axiom. I'm sure you've heard it. When the student is ready the teacher will appear. And and that's why you have these moments where somebody in the second year of marriage has a light bulb moment or somebody in the 20th year or the same person 18 years later. I mean, there's this is this whole work of uh, God making us ready to hear things. And uh, that's why it's always appropriate to always teach, right? You know, yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't know what's going on in this couple's lives. And the other thing too we realized, and this was after we'd been running it for quite a time, that 
actually um, we needed to just widen our horizon and let God um, bring the people, uh, the couples, that we shouldn't box it into some kind of, you know, either this is marriage enrichment or it's crisis counseling or it's this or that or the next thing because actually what again we were discovering from the feedback was we had couples who had great marriages and they were being you know helped and strengthened and we had couples who were kind of really plateaued just going kind of like got you know stuck and then we had couples who were really struggling and and all a whole range of things, or some even separated and trying to get back together. And we realized that the course, actually, there was something for everybody in there. Absolutely. So thanks for taking us back to the beginning uh, and how you guys started this and how the roots of the marriage course were. Uh, you've just done a thorough rewrite. I don't know if you call it redesign, rewrite, reimagine, whatever. You, you just launched this uh, the marriage course all over again. What had you seen or what, what were you going through your mind that prompted this reimagining? Have things changed? Uh, tell us about that. Well, on, on the one hand, all the principles were the same. We needed okay. to talk about communication and uh, forgiveness and how we relate to our wider family, how we build or maintain emotional connection between us. Those all stayed the same. I, I think the, 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 different one of the differences was when we set out the internet really didn't exist and Mm. mobile phones certainly didn't (laughs) exist you know people didn't have smartphones anyway and screens have made a massive impact every couple knows that they've added a pressure to marriages Mm. a pressure to our time i think for all of us you know now our ability to communicate faster and faster with more and more people mm. anywhere in the world has meant that the, per, the relation, the communication with the person closest to us has, has suffered. So that was something we needed to increase what we talked about, about um, screens. Mm-hmm. I think an- another difference was uh, the course had gone global. We, we, you know, when we were first designing it, it was just for our couples in London. But with it going all around the world, we now had the opportunity to get couples who'd done the course in India, in North America, in Latin America, in Europe, to come and talk about their experiences. And that greatly enriched it. The other amazing thing was we had we, we wanted to update it technically. I mean, just in every way, the sort of quality of the films and um, updating everything about it just by the look and the feel. But but um, technically, we wanted it to be digital because at that point it was only available on DVD, and um, um, we didn't have the, all the permissions to put it online. And we had no idea that we no. would launch these new films in January 2020. And then literally within six weeks, we were all in lockdown. Yeah. And it was just incredible that we had them available to go online at that point. God's time. Yeah, and we felt the hand of God in that, mm-hmm. in the timing and and then being ready just in time. How many people can you estimate, how many couples have, have watched the course, have, been, have taken the course? The, well, well I, in the past, 
Are you going to have another argument, by the way? Is that three or five? <laughs> Don't start another one. Yeah. There are two, two ways of answering this. I'll answer what happened in the past, and then Nikki can answer what's happened in the last year, because it's kind of different. So, it, you know, previously, it had been in over 125 countries, translated into over 45 languages, and we... I mean, we really don't know because there are particular countries, particularly in Asia, where we haven't been able to really discover the, the, the totals because it's very difficult. Um, but over, uh, well, nearly two million people, I think, have done the Actually, course. We, we did have a discussion at lunchtime today as to whether it was two million couples or two million people. I think it's people. Oh. Neither of us are very good with numbers. So we couldn't remember. <laughs> A lot of people. people. More than we can get our heads around. But what can you say about what has happened since it's gone online? Well, since it's gone online this year, and and it's partially because of lockdown and couples really looking for support and help, we we know that 100,000 people at least have done it over the last nine months. But we don't have, we don't know exactly how many because doing it online, you know, People can just access it without necessarily needing to say that they have they've done it. And it is one of the things that's been very exciting for us is over the last six months in particular, seeing the number of translations now that are happening mm. into mm. Uh, Arabic, into Indian languages, into Mandarin, into Spanish. And so on. I think it's and, something like 40 languages. And I think the key for us is that we're, we're working out of Alpha, Alpha International, and the regions around the world where there are offices, but we work through the local church. And that's yeah. what's so exciting. And the sort of synergy of Alpha and the local church and yeah. the church facilitating has been, um, that's been amazing in this last year, particularly seeing mm-hmm. that. Oh, wow. Amazing. Uh, I mean, that must just give you incredible joy and satisfaction to know that this quality teaching is going around the world. So I know we know that Alpha is really focused on evangelism. Uh, It's a driving passion of the Alpha uh, mission. And, And I know that that's part of why you do what you do is trying to help couples uh, introduce couples to Jesus. Um, how do you walk that line um, between sort of marriage help and evangelism? Let's let's just ask it that way. Michelle, such a good question. And you're, you're, they are different things that we are doing in one sense. We have a passion to help people in their marriage. We'll stop. We also have a passion to introduce people to Jesus. And we, we will help people in their marriage, whether or not they're interested in our faith sure. at all. However, the reality is we see that couples who do the marriage course, and I suppose because we talk about the difference our own personal faith makes in our marriage, many couples who aren't part of the church, aren't churchgoers, then want to go on to explore faith. So it's at that point we say Alpha is a really good way of doing that. Mm -hmm. One of the things, I'm sorry. No, go go ahead. One of the things that we've um, 
learned, I think, is when you start painting a picture of what a healthy marriage can be and what a great marriage can look like, we very quickly realize that we have a lot of shortcomings as individuals and a lot of junk that we carry into our marriages and that we could use some supernatural help in, in doing this beautiful thing. And I, I, I think that's such a lovely way to come at um, introducing people to Jesus because you, you paint this big picture, they kind of know in and of themselves, they can't get there. Uh, and we have found that couples are really wide open to hmm. inviting God into being part of that. Um, but once, but they have to see the picture of what it can be. Yeah, that's right. And I think, I think, I mean, we've heard so many stories of people who've taken the course who are not Christians, don't have faith, and they've got to a point where they're struggling mm. with some issue or another. Mostly it's around forgiveness. Mm. And, and they, they go to the mm. leaders of the course and say, you mm. know, you talked about forgiveness and you talked about this source of love. And we don't know who that is or what that is or um, how to access that, but we know we need some help. And we have heard amazing stories um, in different countries of people, um, those hosts then leading people to faith or pointing them to the church or to Alpha and, and then those people coming to faith and discovering exactly what you've just said, that mm -hmm. actually to then look to the one who has forgiven mm -hmm. us to help us to forgive our partner is an amazing, amazing um, discovery. Yeah, yeah. So um, talk a little bit about uh, the fruit of a great marriage, and then if you'd be so kind, talk about how that's worked out for Nikki and Scylla. Like, <laughs> yeah, the fruit of a great marriage. Or I think, um, well, I think there are two aspects to it. One aspect is legacy. We, we leave a legacy for our children, for our grandchildren. I, I was reflecting recently the fact that both my parents came from broken marriages at mm. a time when that was very unusual in the I, UK. They were, they were exceptional. But my parents built a great marriage themselves, of which I, my brother and sister, are the beneficiaries. Silla's parents built a great marriage as well, of which we together are the beneficiary. Mm. And now of of uh, my parents, my parents are no longer alive, but their grandchildren's marriages, they all have great mm. marriages. And you see this legacy from my yeah. parents. They broke a pattern from their past and yeah. left the legacy for us, for which we are deeply, deeply grateful. So good. I think, I think the other thing too mm. that, that we recognize as a fruit of marriage is that God has given us marriage as a sign of his love, the kind of closest thing on earth to the love that God has for us. And I mean, we talk about it uh, and, you know, Nikki could go into it theologically about marriage as a sign of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And and that's the case whether the couple who are married are Christians or not, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because that is God's sign on earth of what He intended, and and it's His His place for a child to be born into 
a faithful, loving, committed mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. and a place to, mm-hmm. for that child to grow up and mm-hmm. understand what that love means, that unconditional love, that faithful love, that committed love, and then become themselves someone who can relate in love in a healthy way. And and that is a very powerful fruit mm-hmm. of marriage. And I think we feel that, you know, marriage has got a bit of a bad reputation mm-hmm. now across the world, honestly, and, and we've seen it right across the world mm-hmm. because people are afraid of commitment. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. generally people are afraid of marriage they don't want to go into marriage because they think all the negative things. They think it's yeah. going to tie you down. They think it's going to restrict you. They think it's going to be, how could yeah. I possibly be with someone for the rest of my life and yeah. all of this stuff, even with, you know, whatever. And and actually, we feel so passionate. We want mm-hmm. marriage to proclaim exactly the opposite, that it's a place of mm-hmm. amazing freedom to be the person that, mm-hmm. that God created us to be. Right that actually we have somebody who is committed to be there with us and to support us and to bring out the best in us. And that's how trust is right at the heart. And that's the most amazing place where you can be really vulnerable and really trust Mm. that other person is for you. And I think that's what we feel passionately is a fruit of, of marriage. And it's very difficult, isn't it, to a view of marriage, which sees marriage just about as about, fulfilling me, meeting my needs, meeting my desires. And I think when a couple see that there is a a purpose to their marriage that goes way beyond just their own personal Mm self-fulfillment, happiness, and so on, the marriage itself is so enriched. And I think when Christian couples see themselves, as Silla described, as a a sign of God's love, a sign of the gospel, Mm -hmm. then there is there is um, a real incentive to have the best yeah. marriage we can. Yeah, I, I, we couldn't agree more. Yeah, Absolutely so could not agree more. And I think one of the things that has really driven us in our passion to uh, reach Canadian marriages and families and couples is just that, that whole thing to kind of redefine the conversation around marriage. Yeah. yeah. Because I think, for for a lot of us who have had healthy marriages or have joy-filled, wonderful, fulfilling marriages, mm. we don't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we kind of keep that light under the bushel. And I think so then the net result is the only people talking about marriage are the people who are really struggling with it or having some challenges. And so I think with, with while being really transparent, and we are very clear when we teach, we We've had to work through a lot of things in our marriage mm-hmm. in order for mm-hmm. it to be healthy and vibrant. We don't hide any of that and or <laughs> sugarcoat any of that. Um, but I think if you if if we more of us were talking about how fulfilling and, and deeply satisfying it is, we would change the conversation. Yeah. Uh, so appreciate what you said about legacy and mm. you know there's there's this this crazy bold piece in a lot of people, including us, just we'd like to change the country. We'd like to change the world. And and I think you can start to move the needle when you create homes uh, where this legacy goes on, where the skills of forgiveness and giving love and supporting one another are practiced and lived out and then they're passed on. I, we can move the needle. It's, you know, generations deep, but uh, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And I love that you brought that in. 
Because sometimes, you know, it's just like, oh, the two of you should be happy and have great sex. Absolutely. But you're about something way bigger than that, too. And and we all are. And so around the world, the marriage course is moving the needle, helping communities and and countries uh, get in a better place. So bless you for all that. Yeah. Well, that's a great vision that you have for Canada. And every, every strong marriage, as we've talked about, affects children. It affects the family. It affects, as you said, again, the community. And it affects the church as well. The mm-hmm. church ultimately is probably only as strong as the strength of the marriages within yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest tragedies of when marriages aren't well. Uh, it's not just their relationship that suffers. It's the children as well, for one thing. But secondly, the people around them. I mean, everybody's blessed when a marriage is healthy and thriving. And and churches, for sure. Because when there's pain in the marriage, it's like we all go in, right? Mm -hmm. Everything Mm -hmm. goes in towards that pain point. Mm -hmm. And none of us have any energy to give to the world or or love our neighbors. Mm -hmm. We're so Mm -hmm. focused on that that particular pain. So, yeah, I really just love to see this picture of the the marriage course going out all over the world, strengthening marriages where then people can invest in other people's families and marriages. And so just must, you must just wake up feeling good about, (laughs) about that. I hope so. I hope so. Well, thank you for saying that, Shal, because it it reminds us of what is happening. We're normally thinking about the next challenge. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's so amazing when we get lovely stories of couples Mm. who've taken the marriage course somewhere in the UK. Or I mean, we had a lovely, lovely email from someone who took the marriage course, a young couple with three young kids, took the marriage course, when lockdown had just started in the UK and she, she, well, they both described how they were really struggling with the kind of challenges and the sort of, um, out of controlness of this lockdown with three young kids and homeschooling. And then they discovered that the marriage course was online and they said, you know, this anchored us to be able to navigate this journey through lockdown as a couple and mm-hmm. and you gave us something mm-hmm. to really um, anchor in. And I think that's the thing. It, it's just whatever is needed mm-hmm. at that moment. And um, we want to offer that to anybody. And those kind of stories just make you think, yes, that's another couple who've, you know, mm-hmm. navigated a challenge and, and gone through and out the other side. Awesome. And those kids will be blessed too. So good. Can we ask you one more quick, well, a couple more questions. Um, Obviously, in the in the years between the first version of the marriage course and the second version of of this, there have been some seismic changes in in our culture. One of which is we've seen a lot more um, second marriages, blended families, cohabiting, cohabiting. Uh, how do you how do you come at some of those? How have you have you adapted the content to to accommodate those changes or? Um, can I can I just start quick jump in with um, the pre-marriage course because mm-hmm. I think one of the things mm-hmm. we've recognised, um, particularly in the last twenty years, is that just like I mentioned, more and more couples are afraid of commitment, and so they, you know, because it's just the norm in in our culture and society now that you live together and try it out. And, um, and I think what we realized was that by, by, 
we used to call the course the marriage preparation course. We've actually changed the title in the new film to the pre-marriage course because what we saw on our course um, in London was we were getting more and more people coming on the course who were not actually engaged to be married at all. And they were wanting to explore what marriage was about. Mm. And suddenly mm-hmm. we were getting that feedback from all over the world, actually, um, people who were running the course. And so we realized, yeah, 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 we need to widen it so that people can come and find out what is the commitment of marriage about. And and we've had so many lovely couples mm. who didn't understand mm. that and didn't know what it was about. And they've been able to then go on and take that step of committing to one another mm. and get married rather than living together. Yeah. And, and on the marriage course, we we welcome all couples, no matter yeah. what their situation. And I, I think I don't think we have adapted the course itself because I think as we were talking earlier, the the couples use the opportunity for conversations for their own situation. And we recognize that where it's a blended family, there are additional pressures, additional pressures of step parenting. I mean, parenting is hard. Step parenting is harder. Mm-hmm. But, but so much of it is hearing from each other, hearing about how can they support each other? How can they work together in their parenting? Understanding more of where the other is coming from and then sort of making a joint plan together. And I think that comes out of, out of these conversations that they have on the course. We, we also debated for a long time uh, about whether we should call it the marriage course. I mean, it's not a very kind of... Or whether we should call it the couple's course. <laughs> or the couple's right, course. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Or the other, relationship course. I mean, or the, <laughs> we had a few ideas flying around. <laughs> <laughs> but we felt very much that we really wanted to say no we want it to be the marriage course this is what we believe in we believe marriage is good and that's what it's about and but we welcome every um couple who you know whatever their situation yeah Yeah. and i find the course and the tone uh, everything's very welcoming Mm -hmm. so people would know that Mm -hmm. so um here's sort of one of those on the bus questions as we get near the end here What's one word you would give to the people that are listening to this? People that are maybe, uh, and some of the people are listening to this just totally personally. They're hearing it with their ears of their own marriage. Others are listening to this uh, and they're thinking about getting involved and helping other people or starting some kind of marriage thing. Well, what's the final word that you'd have uh, for the people that are listening? I think, well, one of the things I'd say is, um, uh, we can make a big difference with a little giving a little help mm-hmm. and and we've always we have often just been amazed at the difference that a couple coming sometimes just on you know uh, two three sessions even two sessions of the course it is it's starting to get them to talk start and possibly more significant, starting to get them to listen to each other. And that a little bit can go a very long way in uh, turning a couple Mm. round from from really struggling to to starting to build a strong marriage. And so we would want to say to couples listening to this, go for it. You can make a difference 
in the lives, the marriages, the families of many other couples, way beyond actually what you think you can do. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't set out to do a global course. We did not ever in our wildest dreams think that we would affect, whether it's 2 million people or 2 million couples, doesn't make any difference. Yes. <laughs> Wow. But it was, we've seen how if we seek to follow where, where God is just prompting us, leading us. And, yeah. and it's, it is about taking one step at a time, following what we think God is prompting us to do. To do. Sometimes it takes courage to mm. start to do it. Sometimes it takes courage just to invite couples to come and join you in doing this thing, whatever it is together, to invest in a marriage you can make a very big difference. Yeah. I mean, I think um, there are so many marriages that come apart and we hear ourselves saying again and again, oh, gosh, that's so sad. It's so unnecessary. And it's usually because the couple haven't had the support and the kind Mm. of pointer to the right help at the right moment and that is our passion and that's why we believe you know if every church was running some kind of support for married couples and for families you know hundreds and thousands of marriages and families would be strengthened and restored Mm. and even Mm. saved Mm. Um, just through, as Nikki says, a very little. Yeah. And I think it's it's actually one of the main missions of the church to be there and to meet that very felt need. Because most people in this world know that when it, life is paired back, it's all about relationships. Mm. And they want to make their relationships work. You yeah. don't go into a marriage and kind of hope it's going to fail. And yeah. people are just looking for help. And I think that we feel, yep, the church, and be that help in very yeah. practical ways. And we know, as you know, that it's not about, ju- it's not luck. It's not by chance. It's ju- not just if we are happen to be compatible, if we happen to have right. met Mr. or Miss Wright, but rather it's what we do. It's about being intentional in a marriage. And, and that's why we say oh. doing a little bit can make a very big difference. To yeah. a relationship. Oh my goodness. You guys, we, we, our, our listeners can only hear us, but you, uh, the four of us are seeing each other. We use a, a platform yeah. that we can vi- visually see each other. And Neil and I are nodding uh, as, as rapidly as we can possibly nod with everything you're saying. We just, you know, we're half a world away, but our hearts are exactly aligned yeah. with, with yeah. yours. So, uh, so Neil asked the omnibus question, and I'm going to wrap up the interview with a very personal question. What's, what's the thing you love most about your marriage? Uh, <laughs> I think it's we've, we've always felt that we're on an adventure. When we got married, quite young, age 22 and 21, mm-hmm. Mm. It was an adventure, and we were on this adventure together. Mm. And today, it's still an adventure, and it's not an adventure. All the stuff we do, we wouldn't want to be doing on our own. It wouldn't be any fun. Mm. But doing this together, having this adventure together is wonderful. That's the great joy, uh, I think, of our marriage. And I think that, you know, um, 
I really believe that that marriage is. I remember um, a wonderful person, uh, American, I think, Judith Wallerstein, who wrote an amazing book called The Good Marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, she was married for over 50 years to her husband. And one of the things she said is, I've had over 25 marriages, and um, but to the same person. Yes. Yeah. I love that because mm-hmm. there is always a new season. And then another season and then yeah. another season. And we never stop finding out things about our partner um, as we go on. And, you know, that I think is the most exciting thing that we, um, it never mm-hmm. comes to a point where, oh yeah, well, we've done this. No, sure. no there's another season ahead. And um, yeah, that's, that's really, really exciting. No kidding. I it, love that. It really is. Well, may your adventure continue. Yes. Thank you. And yours. And yours. And, yes. yours. Yes. and for everybody listening, you know, marriage isn't a problem to be solved. It's an adventure to be lived. Yes. And, and look for companions on the way and look for good tools on the way. And, and while anybody out there who wants to engage in strengthening your own marriage or for those you care about, please check out the marriage course. Mm-hmm. Um, Please reach out to Family Life Canada. We have folk across the country and our deepest joy is to coach others into uh, marriage helping ministries. So mm-hmm. folks, check it out. Nikki, Silla, thank you. Thank you so much. What a pleasure it's been to spend this time with you. And thank it's you. It's been a for- huge pleasure for us yeah. to be able to see you as well as hear you. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful Great to know what you're doing together. in Canada. And when we can, let's do this in person. Yes, Yes, please. we look forward to that. We look forward Absolutely. to coming back to Canada. Bless you both. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for joining the Family Life Canada podcast. Check out all the episodes at familylifecanada.com. Bye for now.